Welcome back to another episode of the IFC's Individuation Podcast. My name is James Malamus. We've got a great episode for you. Today, we welcome back Dr. Eric Tomlinson and Dr. Lisa Hong, this time to discuss the one world theory, reunification of the opposites, part two. It's a great discussion. We can't wait for you to hear it. If you enjoy the IFC's Individuation Podcast and want to support, make, th- make sure to rate the podcast five stars on iTunes and wherever you get your podcasts. So without any further ado, Dr. Al Samurai, take it away. Welcome back to another episode of the IFC's Individuation Podcast. I'm Dr. Lahab Al Samurai. With me today, the usual gang, Dr. Lisa Hong is with us, Dr. Eric Tomlinson is with us, and we have effigies of ourselves. We haven't named them yet, but they are with us. So just to start out, look at Lisa. Who is she? She has horns. Yes, you know her. Look at Eric. He wears green shirt. This guy has green hair. They are perfect together. And me and my friend, my buddy, where is buddy? Hey, buddy. Buddy, you know, with the eyes, doesn't know where Mm -hmm. he is. Buddy, my buddy. Okay, Mm -hmm. we're going to give them names, hopefully by the end of the show. We're going to use the gods as our guides. But until then, we are going to start this episode. And today... What we wanted to start talking about is we had a great conference and we wanted to tell you about what happened at conference. We're also going to tell you about that you're going to be able to view this on YouTube and see everybody and hear everybody and what they said. Um, We're very excited. We have another podcast, um, another episode that we're recording um, with Lance Allred. Uh, please come back for that. That's going to be very exciting. Um, it's called the Magician, Magician's Calling. Lance named it, so we're going to go with that. Okay. So with that, no further ado, I am going to give the floor to the two doctors that are currently unemployed and need a surgeon job. So Lisa Hong. Which hospital do you want to work at? Just kidding. Don't worry about it. Okay. Lisa, what were, what's your thoughts on the conference, Lisa? Tell us something. I would love to share what a great conference it was. And it was, it was a, the crowd that we had together in person was really wonderful and had so much to share with each other and support each other. It was wonderful. And these little characters are from the little, our little um, posse back there <laughs> from are from that conference. And I, before I dive into the conference, I want to share a little bit about these dolls because I just, it's a thought just came to me. Uh, my zodiac sign is a Taurus. And I know the Hobbes zodiac sign, Scorpio, right? That is correct. My birthday is And, and uh, Eric, what's your zodiac sign? Gemini. Gemini. Yeah. Oh, I was just thinking. The how twins. Kind of I wonder if my, why my ears ring. The twins. Okay, go on. <laughs> I'm just looking at the horns and like, anyways. Okay, so going back to the conference, um, what a cool conversions of people from all different walks of life, uh, all converging on the same idea, uh, time and time again so many things came back to synchronicities of hearts and minds and observations of the human condition of our spirits of how we work and how we uh, reflect ourselves within ourselves somatically emotionally with our words 
how we interact with each other, how we exchange energies and what, what we've personally experienced on an observational level, personal level to a more professional level of what it is that we're specializing in and trained for. So it was a, a wonderful weekend um, and I'm looking forward to more collaborations and um, working with uh, clients and other um, specialists coming together in JAMP and how it just fortifies and reflects what it is that we're doing with our Jungian advanced motor processing. Dr. Tomlinson, you have any thoughts? Well, uh, let me yeah. rephrase that. Do you have any words? Just kidding. Go ahead. Give your thoughts. I'll Everything, hear your words later. Every, <laughs> we'll have a select few for you. I'm sure you will, <laughs> uh, Mr. Big Eyes. Uh, but anyway, it is round eyes, not me. Go on, go on. Anyway, uh, of course, underscoring everything Lisa just said. And for me, uh, in addition to what she just said, it was in retrospect, I wasn't thinking about this or understanding it while I was going through it. But now in retrospect, I realized that it was all about getting in touch with energy. For me, it was two different, same energy, just different projections that I'd put on them. One being a good energy and one being an energy that I thought was bad energy, which turns out it wasn't the energy that was bad. It was my, uh, it was my defenses that was adding energy that was adding negativity to the energy that was causing a lot of blocks in me. And, and that really helped me now it's really helping me to see that I got, I got to be open. I got to open up to the energy so that it can be made to be seen for what it is and not for what I have put onto it and thought it was. Because in some areas, I was very, very mistaken in what I thought that energy was and interpreted it in a way that was self-destructive. And that is what, I mean, that's the core that forms the skeleton. That forms the foundation of everything I everything else I learned there. Well, that's very interesting, Doctor Tomlinson. Lisa, uh, I was thinking um, the thing that most moved me were the client stories of healing and redemption. Those stories really, really brought me to the recognition of how important and how much work we have to do because really we have to push this idea because it brings so much relief it's not like a peripheral relief or a little bit or you know a 10% relief or a 15% relief this brings real relief to people we're talking anywhere from 50 to 100% where symptoms are relieved the people that came and spoke at the conference our clients they were our keynote speakers. They were the ones who taught us a different side of the equation. They taught us how, how important the work is. That's what I learned. What I learned was this work is really important because it affects 
it helps in so many different ways. It, uh, it uh, alleviates symptoms. It alleviates stress. It alleviates the ideas of anger and self-hate. It alleviates the yes. idea that I am alone in the world, that nobody cares. It removes the idea that I have to have vengeance for me to feel better about who and what I am. Mm. I don't need that. I, I am able to move forward without that. And I think those stories um, grip the core of me because all healing stories are archetypal. They come deep, deep from within us. These stories are what makes us human as much as there's redemption, but it actually shows who we are, why it's important to heal, why it's important to feel better, why it is that uh, mental health in this time and in any time should be number one on everybody's agenda. I'm not saying it should supersede or replace any other type of health, but mental health needs to be taken as anything else. If you have cancer, mental health is an issue. It's the same thing because whatever disease you get, whatever disease you might acquire, unfortunately you might have, is related to mental health. Because if you're fighting the disease and trying to get better, you need to be mentally healthy so you can get better. Otherwise, what's going to happen is you're going to start thinking, well, you know, this must be my end. I have to just give up. And because illness, chronic illness, or a small illness, or a big illness brings on its own stress and anxiety for the individual. It, it overwhelms them with fear, anger, feelings of disgust, feelings of um, why did this have to happen to me? Uh, am I being picked on? Feels like bullying at times. Everybody else is walking around with nothing wrong with them and I feel like shit all the time. Why? What have I done? Feels like you know you committed some form of crime or that you're damned. And that's why the treatment is so important because the healthier you are mentally, you are physically. When the stress, anxiety, fear, hatred, whatever it is, is lifted, you can now start to heal internally. Your body starts healing. We know this. We have seen it in our clients. Our clients tell stories of kidneys healing, of uh, rashes and uh, autoimmune diseases healing. So the treatment both affects the psychological state as well as the physical. So that's my excitement, I think. Um, one of Lisa's uh, clients presented. I thought he was very eloquent. He was very deep. He talked about his relationship with his father. He talked about it in a very deep way. You know, for, for an only child who father had been lost, passed away, died. <clears throat> 
he was able to articulate the situation with his father, how difficult it was, how it shaped his life in a lot of ways and how he wanted to fix it before father passed away. Now get this, the client wanted to fix relationship with father. He didn't have to, he wanted to. He knew that if he did not fix this part, if he wasn't able to communicate with father, that he would carry this for the rest of his life and cannot get away with it. And he was lucky enough to have the opportunity to face his father and have the conversation. And it was a very difficult conversation. This is a man who intimidated him. This is a man who stood over him, who was a big man. And he was a little child. And so to get his point across, he stood across from his father. Now he's a very big man. Father somewhat frail. And said, this is what you used to do to me. This is how you used to talk to me. Do you understand what that's like for a child, for somebody who is six, four, six, five, to stand over them and berate them? Do you know how terrifying that was for me? So one of many stories, we'll put it up on our YouTube channel. So all of you, our listeners are welcome to view the conference that we had. Uh, we tried to go live on YouTube a couple of times and we got cut off because we were using my phone and I couldn't seem to cut off the incoming calls. Um, so, but no worries. We have a lot of videotape. We had two different cameras, so we will air both of those. We also had George Curian and uh, Nolan Wade. Uh, Nolan is the president of the IFC. And he and George were one of our first, um, first people who became partners of IFC. They were at our first conference. They had a very interesting conversation. I don't know if you guys remember the conversation, if you wanted to say anything about it. Is Lisa frozen? Frozen, Lisa? She looks oh, no. good. She looks good frozen. Yeah, she does. That's a okay. nice frozen. We'll yeah. just get, we'll just keep her frozen. Why don't you why don't you tell us, Dr. Tomlinson, what is up with you? Uh in regards to Oh, did you want to talk about George and Nolan's conversation? Um well the just in general, the work that they're doing was inspirational. Um to be, to, to be able to see the slices, slices of life in parts of the world that we don't see it in, except for the work of people like them. Uh, it brings a whole new understanding to how, for me, getting back to energy, to how connected we really are all as people. And yet we're disconnected because of what our world and societies do to keep us separated. And they were really bringing help and relief to people who need help. Everyone needs help. Some people are, their help is, is survival in, in, in nature and survival oriented. So it's, it's much more uh, 
something needs to be done about it immediately. Uh, you don't have the luxury of time. And so that was the, the feel that I got from what they presented. So I think what uh, Dr. Tomlinson is talking about is that uh, George Kurian presented the movie The Crossing, which is a documentary that's based on uh, Syrian refugees fleeing illegally into Europe in flimsy boats. He actually, what he did was, this was fascinating, he uh, put the camera in the hands of the people who were fleeing because he wasn't allowed to accompany them because a lot of these um, a lot of these smuggling operations rely on government help. So the government's there. There were a lot of um, government officials who were corrupt because it's a lot of money. People are given $5,000 for crossing into Europe. So that's their life savings. That's probably every penny they ever had. They're giving it to save their lives and fleeing civil war and destruction. So very interesting movie. It's called The Crossing. It's on Amazon. It's by George Kurian. And he's working on a secondary movie, which is about the, the rise of neo-Nazi parties in uh, Europe and how they're reacting to these refugees who have basically lost everything uh, trying to save their families. Um, and how that reaction towards them, where does it come from? Who are these people? Why are they the way they are? I think is a very important question that uh, George is trying to answer. George is also a JAM transformational coach in training. Uh, it's very fascinating, George. I, I hope to get him on another podcast. I think we've had George before on the podcast. Um, I would like him back on the podcast and what we do, I think uh, what me, uh, Eric, uh, Eric and I and Lisa would do would be to ask him a series of questions on the work that he's done. Uh, I hope you join us for that episode. We will probably have it before Christmas as a special. Um, so we've lost Dr. Hong for a bit because I think it's a connection problem that she had. She was frozen for a while, uh, but she is no longer with us. She'll probably pop back in when she can. Um, so that's one of the things that happened at the uh, conference. We also had several of the coaches who presented on different topics. Dr. Tomlinson, you presented at the conference. Can you tell our listeners on some of the um, things that uh, you lectured on, some of the ideas maybe? Yeah, I'll, I'll go over the, 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 the main, I think the main central one. Sure. And, and uh, so I don't get caught up in talking about too many. And that is what- Welcome back, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. <laughs> we thought we locked you. We thought you looked good in a frozen position. Sometimes it doesn't work out that way, but your frozen <laughs> picture was perfect. It was a perfect Thanks, picture. Eric. You had no uh, facial twitches whatsoever. Like, no. <laughs> and you didn't. You didn't have She's your going mouth. Going to poker. Oh. 
with that you didn't, face. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't have your mouth half open, half half open like a lot of people do when they get frozen. That's usually you, bro. Probably. Okay. <laughs> but, Go ahead. But, tell tell them about tell them. Yeah, about yeah, that. I, I will. But the reason I do that is because I know you're so good at closing it. So. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. That must have been hard for you to say, brother. <laughs> Not anymore. Oh, thank that's you. Good. That's good. And thank okay. you for that. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Get it over with. Yes. The. It's so important. I felt that for us to understand the literal, physical, chemical, neurological damage that trauma, all kinds of trauma does to our brain, the functioning of our brain. And, and Dr. Lahab and I have talked about this many times, even the wiring of the brain, wiring that's already been wired and it gets rewired, new branches grow, new electrical uh, wiring gets built. And it's all to support the pain in, of the trauma. So no wonder we're torn apart by it. No wonder we have overreactions to it because it's got its own, it's got its own neurochemical pathways in our brain supporting it. And then I talked about what JAMP does from these are this is all from journals all from peer-reviewed journal articles and it shows how each aspect of jamp some that we haven't even fully discovered yet uh but all of the elements that we do have the four senses the four major senses um and it shows how jamp and what those elements of jamp do when we engage in them how they re literally literally rewire and realign the emotional that the, the the newly created connections from the trauma and it rewires them and it starts off that by doing the one big thing that i'll mention and everything else works off of that it realigns the connections between our left and right hemisphere because trauma destroys that connection in many ways. It allows the emotional effects and memories of the trauma to stay really embedded and scream in our head. And then the left side of the brain, which talks to it, which is the counselor, which is says, no, this is what you're doing, Eric, you know, ah. and then my right brain is like, I don't even hear it because the connections between the two hemispheres have been disturbed and rewired and the bilateral stimulation, whether it's visual, visual, whether it's olfactory, whether it's somatic or touching or tapping, all of those things are responsible for getting the wiring to reestablish itself in a helpful, productive way. And that is powerful, my friends. That is why JAMP is powerful and effective, not because it's something new, not because, you know, uh, Dr. Oz talked about it, uh, not because, you know, somebody put it on a blog and it caught on and now it's got, you know, a million different hits or what, not because of those things, because of the literal change it does to us to get away and deal with and address the pain and trauma and suffering that we've had. Thank you. That was what it was the main point was I wanted to share.
Well, thank you for that. I think that's very powerful. I think it's thank you for the opportunity. Powerful opportunity to speak to people who want to understand more about these processes. We want people to understand more, so we're going to be we're going to start offering uh, an introductory course to young advanced motor processing that's going to be taught by the coaches. And they're going to be able to have people sit in on a lecture and learn more about what they're going to experience and what they're going to go through and how um, it's going to help them heal. So if anybody's interested, that way they could pay for the course and not have the treatment until they understand what the course means and what all their questions are answered about the treatment. So hopefully that will be coming soon. We will release the date for that. Um, we're also going to do an archetypal course, and we would love for all of you to join us. We're going to have Christy Foster and Lance Allred um, also co-teaching that course with myself um, on the archetypes. Um, so we're going to have uh, a course on archetypes. We're also... Um, we have our new JAM Training Institute. We'd love for all of you to join us there, uh, see what we're doing and what we're talking about, what we're thinking about. And a lot of the things that we're doing and thinking about are things about how do we, um, how do we make the treatment more effective? Because that's what we always strive for, um, trying and working to make it more effective and more complementary to the person that we're working with. Um, people are unique. There are many different issues that um, they have. So the treatment of the trauma is, in particular, it's, um, it's very sophisticated. It's a sophisticated treatment because uh, the results are impressive. You know, so that's why I say the treatment is sophisticated because the results are quite mind-blowing. I mean, you have, you have after three sessions, you're not having um, triggering effects. Mm -hmm. That's pretty profound for people who are easily triggered by anything, mm -hmm. you know, bad weather. I see. Yeah, yeah, that's it's super significant in a relatively short amount of time to have to have release freedom or you know walking away from and knowing that you are walking away from your triggers. Mm. I mean, it's it is a significant idea to be instead of a rat in a cage running around in a circle when you get tired you're in the same spot mm. to actually being able to get out of the cage mm. and stretch like this is you it jump uh it allows for you to be free of, of of the torment yeah it's liberating in a lot of ways they say can i share an experiment or an experience that i had at, go, at, go the, for at, the, go at for the conference it. yeah go for it Doctor. um I, I was thinking about this on the plane on the way back because the last two days i have been feeling this and i and it was just a remarkable feeling and because I've had a tendency to intellectualize 
some of my jam. It still helped me because it's just so powerful getting rid of for certain behaviors, lowering anxiety, but this was different. And after Dr. Lahab here, um, spent a whole, you know, spent some time helping me to see that I have these panes of bulletproof clear. You can see through it bulletproof glass around me and keeping certain things blocked out and other things held in. And over a period of several days, he shattered those windows and they broke up into all these little shards. And then another person, actually Christy Foster, who's going to be, and now I see why she's going to be on, you know, teaching the course on archetypes. She helped me in, in, in an hour or less sweep start sweeping those shards up and putting putting them where they belong which is in the garbage so that i don't have to think about them i don't have to feel the sharpness of it i don't have to be dealing with them anymore i can move on from it and then this young lady right here with the frozen face she helped me in about the same amount of time contain myself so that i could under grow out of the understanding that itself was hard to deal with and three different people in as many days helped me to get to the point where in the last two full days of my life time has literally slowed down for me slowed down for me i meant it's slower time is slower for me other than what it's not as much when I'm running my mouth, but when I'm not running my mouth, everything is slowed down. I'm seeing things for what they more like what they really are instead of all of the stuff that I have been putting onto that for my own personal interpretation. And, and it's liberating. It's incredibly full of relief. That's the number one thing I noticed. I, the first day I was, yeah, I'm happier. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I've got hope. And now the relief is setting in. And it's overwhelming relief. But overwhelming relief feels really damn good. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, it just feels wonderful. And... This has just happened to me just since the conference. So deep gratitude to the two of you and to Christy. Deep, deep gratitude, which I'll never forget and always live and regard in the highest esteem. But my God, the freedom that it gave me the, that on a level that I'd never had it before. That's what this stuff does. And you can, it hasn't made me lose my passion about it. I still get excited. But then when I'm done talking, I sit back and it's like, God, I'm looking at a different world. The world is no longer controlling me like it did before. I can interact with it on a free basis and exchange real energy with it. Ooh. That's what I wanted to, to share. 
it's a real life personal experience by someone that was there as a member. Ooh, thank you, Dr. Eric. I think yeah. that's a really important point. I think what, uh, I think some of the things that Dr. Eric is um, pointing out is that um, the treatment is actually quite transformative. It transforms you from being, um, being an observer to um, being someone who's observed to being more of an observer in your environment. Well said. Being overwhelmed. I think it's more being overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. Um, when we're observed, when we feel that everybody's observing us, we feel their projections and their projections are very heavy on us. So anybody who looks on us, it's like, oh, they don't like me or, oh, they hate me or, oh, these people can't stand me or uh, maybe I need to be nicer or maybe I shouldn't say this or maybe I shouldn't say that. Mm -hmm. or, and it becomes completely uh, toxic after a while because oh. it's basically you are the receptacle of um, other people's energy, whether it's true mm -hmm. or not, what they're projecting, does it really matter? Mm -hmm. um, that's yeah. the number one issue. The it's, number one issue it's really is real that bad. it does not matter what other people projection is. What do I feel? What do I think? Who am I? And how am I? Am I the person I want to be? Am I happy with me? Are things good with me? Am I mm -hmm. happy to be alive on this planet and to, and that's what we want to really give back to the community. Um, here at the Institute, we have um, sliding scale. There are many different people who come depending on how much they could pay. So we don't uh, discriminate against, you know, we, we have a set price and everybody has to fit the same model. There are different coaches in different levels of training that are more than competent to do the work and do it well. Some of them are excellent, some of them are very highly trained. I don't, um, there's not a single coach that I have issues with who's under my supervision. I think they're all magnificent. I, I think it's just, you know, it's work. The more you do it, the better you get at. So I think that's important to know. We're always open about our experiences and what we are doing and how we're doing it. So we use the PTCI and the somatic scale as measures. We also use the ACE. So um, all of these measures are used to measure disturbance, mm -hmm. uh, whether physical, emotional, or psychological. Mm -hmm. um, and what we're noticing is as we uh, complete our first study. We've completed our first study of 19 uh, clients, and we're hoping to make that study uh, much bigger over the coming year and much more powerful because we will show that what 19 experienced is across the board, uh, what thousands of people will be experiencing because that's how confident we are in the treatment and the treatment modality. Uh, Dr. Lisa, you had something you, I think you wanted to. Yes. Um, well, first of all, Eric, thank you very much for show, sharing your um, experience, personal anecdote, personal story 
of yeah. how you continue to transform. It, um, thank you very much. You're doing, you're sounding great. Your voice quality, your everything's way calmer. It's really nice. It, it, it feels nice, Lisa. Good. Uh, and then one of the things that's inspiring along with your story and all the other clients who um, shared their journeys with us also, um, I found that it was so remarkable that everyone comes in with their own personal degree of angst or anxiety, their own purgatory um, with their own histories, pressures, their own dark towers behind them. Um, and the stories reflected um, um, a stasis in their progress where they found themselves in the same spot and they might find, go through trying to escape it using different avenues, distracting themselves with work, um, abusing their bodies, um, just pushing their boundaries, but it always bring, comes back to a similar theme that they all needed to face, which is really coming to is. a point, coming to a point where JAMP, working through JAMP provided them an avenue that goes beyond conventional talk therapy to see and feel within their body a release, a movement, a progression that is beyond the cerebral of talking through memories, but actually something that they feel so that when they do talk about them, they're not having that same somatic reaction and that progresses them and accelerates them to a point where they can be free of them. God, that's and what you said. And my thank you, my favorite part was you know what? It wasn't over then. After that, all these people are talking about progressing and thriving in a whole nother level and continuing to thrive. And now I want to use the word thrive, not just release, but thrive. And that was inspiring to me. That was really, really cool to hear these after stories about what they're doing now and how they're feeling. And that was really great. And this is some of our thoughts on the conference that just ended uh, from last week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We will have another conference next year that will go from the 13th to the 15th of uh, October. We hope you join us for that. Um, so until next time. Um, I'm going to sign off. I'm Dr. Lahab El Samurai. This is the IFC's Individuation Podcast. With me today, as always, Dr. Lisa Hong, Dr. Eric Tomlinson. Um, as we always say at the end of this podcast, I am not I am afraid. Not afraid. <laughs> I'm not afraid. I am not afraid. We are not afraid. We are the Institute for Conflict. And we want to thank you very much uh, for joining us today for this brief podcast. We will come back to you with our more long-winded, big-hearted podcast where we dive back into the archetypal symbols and fairy tales. Thank you so much and hope to speak to you soon. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the IFC's Individuation Podcast. 
We hope you enjoyed hearing from Eric, Lisa, and Dr. Al Samurai. We'd also like to thank Eric and Lisa for taking the time to join us. Tuning in next time to the IFC Individuation Podcast for another episode soon. <laughs>